This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Here's I got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome to the War Room. It is August 4th, year of our Lord, 2023. You've probably guessed by now it's not Stephen K. Bannon hosting. Natalie Winters is filling in. You know I am the co-host, or I guess maybe in the words of the regime media, at least I give the illusion of a co-host, just like uh, the illusion of access is what Hunter Biden gave with regard to Joe Biden. Uh, But I'll be hosting the show today, but don't worry. 6 p.m., Steve will be back. And of course, for tomorrow's morning show, he will also be there, but don't go anywhere. We have a very packed show. We have some breaking news. Uh, I know we like to say here in the war room that it seems like as the days go by, living in America is more like living under control of the Chinese Communist Party. And it certainly seems like our elections could be run by the Chinese Communist Party. Maybe they would do a better job. Fun fact, you guys may recall the story I broke not too long ago. The very same group that is responsible for overseeing elections in China and certifying them, that is the Globalist Carter Center here in the United States. It's also the same group that oversaw and helped certify election results in, you guessed it, Arizona. Now, we know they shouldn't have certified them, but there's obviously a lot of fraud in joining me now to discuss all of that. But more importantly, how they're fighting back and really continuing to fight back is, of course, Abe Hamaday, a good friend of the show who wants to give us an update. I believe there's some interesting new developments with the lawsuit that you and all of the great people in Arizona um, have really been pursuing to try to get, uh, I would say, election integrity uh, to actually persevere and, and see it come through. Abe, if you want to give us an update, I'm sure the posse would appreciate that. That's right, Natalie. Good to be with you. You know, it's been a long time since November 2022 election, but you know we haven't forgot what they did to us. And if your viewers remember, we were down 511 votes out of 2.5 million after November. And then suddenly a recount came out that showed us down 280 votes out of 2.5 million. Uh, But we just filed an action today, a special action with the Arizona Supreme Court asking for a new trial. You know, right now we found evidence that was being withheld from us from Katie Hobbs and from other counties that didn't give us the evidence when we first had our trial back in December. Just think about that, Natalie. I'm a former prosecutor. If I had done this to a criminal defendant, I would be disbarred. And right now, the government, they're so interested in protecting the Democrat Party over justice right now. So that's why we're continuing to fight our legal battle. But with this special action directly to the Supreme Court, we are seeking relief because we have exhausted all legal remedies just to get these votes counted. I mean, many of your viewers may not know, but there are still 9,000 uncounted remaining ballots in Arizona. Many of them should be lawfully counted. So we are pursuing every single avenue right now, and I'm very confident the Supreme Court is ultimately going to give us a new trial. And once they do, we're going to go back to the trial court and get these votes counted. And I expect we will prevail because all of these uncounted ballots, Natalie, these are all from Election Day. 
And election day, remember, me and Carrie Lake, we were winning election day by 75% across the state. So this will overwhelmingly tip the favor to us. But I expect we'll be victorious with a few thousand votes once these votes are counted, if the Supreme Court gives us a new trial. But I have every belief they will. So I want to link this to what we saw obviously happen yesterday with the indictment and, of course, arraignment of Donald J. Trump, the third one for people who are, are keeping score. But when you see the institutions that are, you know, supposed to be uh, protecting Americans' most sacred right to vote, uh, upholding the rule of law, I think there is sort of a, a parallel. There is an interesting comparison between how we see uh, the DOJ being weaponized against Donald Trump, how the courts in Arizona are are really not, I would say, upholding their standard when it comes to whether it's the counting the ballots, giving you guys uh, all the evidence. So just in terms of seeing, you know, downrange, really long range, what, what your end game is here, um, is it just at least with this special action to get a new trial? Um, or what are you guys hoping for if you are granted this? Well, we hope to prevail and for me to become attorney general. And under Arizona's constitution, the person with the most votes shall be deemed elected. And Arizona you know, strangely enough, we've actually removed a governor before from office once they discovered they did not, in fact, receive the most votes. So, you know, there is case law precedent here in Arizona for that to happen. That's why I'm fighting. I, I tell people I'm not just fighting this just to continue, you know, to, to fight a good fight. I'm fighting this because I believe we will win once these votes are counted. And, you know, every Democrat loves to scream, count every vote, count every vote. But right now they're, they're really quiet right now. But, you know, like you said, you know, courage is contagious once people actually show some courage. And unfortunately, right now, we haven't had judi the judiciary across, you know, the federal government or even the state government take on some of these election challenge issues. But I think people are waking up. I mean, we just saw Joe Rogan on his podcast yesterday talk about, you know, Kerry Lake and the election in Arizona and how he believed that there was fraud. And I think the evidence has shown that there is a lot of problems with the signature verification issues that Kerry Lake has brought up. But, you know, with our case, you know, it's so easy to prove that we won. It's that we count the votes. And I think that's why there is so much pressure right now to prevent us from getting a new trial. But I don't think it's going to I don't think it's going to succeed. I, I think the justice system cannot survive under these constant attacks by the Democrats and by the media. And, you know, ultimately, you saw what happened with, you know, President Trump's arraignment yesterday. It, it goes into that whole narrative right now that's happening all across the country that it doesn't appear that we are living under a constitutional republic anymore. It seems like the laws are only applied for a select few and the rest can be lawless. And I don't think the United States of America can withstand that much uh, pressure when the laws are no longer no longer applied equally. But you know, I have I have a lot of confidence. I'm thankful Carrie Lake is still fighting her election contest right now. You know, we're still fighting it here as well in Arizona. But I ultimately do believe, you know, we will prevail once these votes are counted. And real quick, before I let you go, you know, you are so right. There is obviously a lot of pressure to withhold a new trial, a new election to obviously have you instated as attorney general. But when you see the attacks right going after Donald Trump, which which really is, I would argue, part of a, a broader campaign, uh, not to necessarily silence election denialism, because it's OK if you deny certain elections or you accuse Russia of uh, influencing foreign elections, but to deny election results that the administrative state either does or, or doesn't support. But 
But when you see how hard the deep state, the administrative state is willing to go after people like Donald Trump, I think I probably know your answer to this question. But just for the audience, does it make you want to double or triple down in your resolve to keep fighting? Um, what would you say to the mainstream media, who I'm sure will call you every name in the book for filing this action? Oh, they already have now. They already called me a white supremacist. Can you believe it? I'm the son of Syrian immigrants. But, you know, th this is I'm doubling down because this is the final battle. You know, as President Trump has said, as Steve Bannon has mentioned, this is we're entering the final battle. I mean, what, what's going to be left of our country? I mean, we, it's already unrecognizable in so many ways. So, you know, the elites are having a rude awakening right now. They're seeing every institution collapse underneath them. And to be honest, they did it to themselves. When the corporations teamed up with Occupy Wall Street to get them off their back, you know, they started implementing these DEI and social equity. Now, that's ultimately going to lead to their undoing. And you're seeing that happen all across the country. But you know, this is why now is the time for us to stand up for what is right, because as long as you're fighting for truth and justice, you can never go wrong. But you know, I, I think it's all in God's time right now, Natalie. But, you know, it's been a long time for me, especially November 2022. But I don't know how we're still standing. And yet here we are. And I, I believe we're going to report back to you with some really positive news in the coming weeks. Well, I'm sure we will have you on when you have that, I'm hoping, positive news. Abe, thank you so much for joining us. If people want to, A, follow you, but B, uh, stay up to date with the lawsuit, help support. Um, if you guys are, are seeking that, where can they go? They can follow me right now on Twitter, uh, Abraham Hamaday on Twitter, or they can go to our PAC's website, abepac.com, A-B-E-P-A-C.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Speaking of the final battle, I think that's a fair way to describe uh, the term or phase of war that we are currently in. And someone who has been on the front lines, someone who I'm sure many of you watching the show know, is Brandon Straka. Um, I believe he joins us now to talk about some exciting new developments when it comes to the walkaway movement. They're going they're going digital, uh, and I guess they're also going in person, <laughs> too. Uh, have some fun events coming. But Brandon, if you want to walk us through all the exciting new things, we've got a few minutes, um, but that are happening with the walkaway movement. And for those who aren't familiar with it maybe just a brief synopsis yeah well okay so we've always been digital the problem is that we were getting censored suppressed banned blacklisted and everything else like a lot of people i'm sure can relate to so walk away is a movement of people walking away from the democratic party uh and we basically you encouraged people to create testimonials videos written stories talking about why people are walking away to build community. And I originally built this on Facebook uh, starting in 2018. Uh, we'd grown to over half a million people by 2020, and then Facebook banned the walkaway campaign group in January of 2021. So what we've done now is we're coming back bigger, better, stronger, smarter than ever before. We're, we've launched our own app called Walkaway Social. Uh, and this is going to be to replace the walkaway community that was lost on Facebook. So at this point, we have tens of thousands of people that have already joined walkaway social. We have hundreds of new videos and written testimonials. And I want to encourage everybody out there, whether you're an Android user or an iOS user, you can go to your app store and load walkaway social. Or if you want to make it really easy, you can go to walkawaysocial.com. We have a pop up there. And load the app, get on it, share it, use it, and load your own stories. Upload your own video, walk away video, or walk with video. But again, the community is coming together, and it's really, really exciting. 
I'll definitely hold you through the break, but I'm just curious. I mean, your movement has been around, obviously, for a while, but I think times have certainly changed, right? I feel like I always say, you know, the turning point slogan used to be big government sucks, but now we're at the point in where it's big government with the convergence of big tech, with big media, with big pharma, with big ag, right? It's sort of this convergence of all of these scary powers that don't have any respect uh, for our civil liberties or, or personal rights. But in your opinion, you're someone who I think has really has your pulse on what is forcing people to move away from the Democratic Party. Right now, do you think it's the you know full-blown weaponization of the Department of Justice? Do you think things like the indictments against Donald Trump are really pushing people away from the Democratic Party? Is it just the the economy? What issue do you think is, is really the main impetus that's, that's maybe making people want to upload videos um, to your app right now? Well, first of all, let's just say that maybe big oppression sucks uh, when you look at all of these entities banding together <laughs> to bas basically silence us, uh, destroy our businesses to try to take our voice away. It's that oppression, I think, that's bothering people so much. You know, the stories that we're hearing now more than ever are the ones that we missed that, you know, because we when Facebook took us down, we went for like a year and a half without any medium to be able to hear these stories. So what we're hearing now more than ever is that people started having their eyes opened during the COVID shutdown, during the Black Lives Matter rioting. And then, of course, the 2020 election, I think, opened a lot of people's eyes and got people scratching their heads a little bit. But now Biden's in office, right? And people are seeing they can't afford gas. They can't afford groceries anymore. Inflation is crazy. Our borders out of control. Crime is surging. Uh, the, 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 the way we pulled out in Afghanistan. But yes, the weaponization of the DOJ, and I can speak to that directly, I think many people are facing this in this country, particularly the people who've gone through January 6th. People are seeing this, and I think it's scaring the hell out of people, especially when now more J6ers are, are starting to speak out. For a long time, people thought, oh, well, if you got arrested or raided or taken to jail, it meant that you were punching police officers in the face or breaking windows or going in there to threaten Congress people. Now people are starting to realize, wait a minute, people didn't even go inside the building. People were just standing out on the lawn. People never engage in any violence, vandalism, theft or destruction, but they're being abducted by their homes during FBI raids and being thrown in jail cells and never heard from again. This is really scaring the hell out of people. And a lot of people like myself, you know, who's a former liberal, I was a liberal because I was against tyrannical government. I was against uh, authoritarianism and people telling me what to do. Well, that's what the Democrat Party is now. The Democrat Party is authoritarian. They are borderline fascist and they are weaponizing the DOJ. And I think these are absolutely reasons why people are becoming terrified to stay with the Democratic Party. Brandon, hang with us through the break. Uh, we got to jump to about 90 second break. But War Room Posse, don't go anywhere. We got a full show, a lot more guests to join. And of course, in the meantime, go to warroom.org. Just popped up a new story about the treasonous, and I use that word intentionally, activities that the Biden family is up to that despite a fully weaponized DOJ, no prison sentence necessary or imminent. We'll be right back. Why are so many people buying emergency food right now? As tensions continue to escalate, our fragile food supply chain will break again. One shocking headline spreads panic like wildfire, and grocery stores are empty within hours. That means you really need a proper supply of emergency food on hand before, not after, before disaster strikes. You'll breathe easier knowing you can feed your family in any crisis. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com for your one-week emergency food supply. That's MyPatriot.com for your one-week emergency food supply. 
My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest preparedness company with millions of happy, worry-free customers. It comes in a nifty ammo can that's loaded with delicious food. There's no skimping with these meals, offering over 2,000 calories per day. Don't skip the special $30 savings available this week only on the one-week emergency food supply. This week only, 30 bucks off. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Action, action, action. Use your agency. Take advantage of this special. Stephen K. Bath. Welcome back to the War Room. We still got Brandon Straka from Walk Away, actually the founder of it, with us. And we'll have Sam Sorbo joining us soon. But before we get to that and all the scary things they want to do with your children in and out of the classroom, uh, while we have brands, and I wanted to get his thoughts, obviously, War Room Posse, you know I was out doing live coverage uh, not too far from here uh, for the arraignment, uh, the third one, I should clarify, of Donald J. Trump outside the D.C. courthouse. And one of my, I would say, most painful moments that I had to watch was the U.S. Marshal Service escorting in three of the most notable and only notable, not because of their actual, you know, heroic actions or stoic actions, but because MSNBC made them into celebrities. But watching them be escorted in um, to the courthouse so they could actually watch Donald Trump's arraignment. Uh, Brandon, I'd love to get your thoughts just on what yesterday was, if it was just a whole optic show for the Democratic Party, for the establishment, um, but obviously as someone who has witnessed firsthand and really felt the wrath of a fully weaponized DOJ, uh, what your thoughts were about yesterday? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's literally all that any of this is about. So like the Democrats at this point of completely bastardized these things that used to be sort of meaningful procedures. Like, let's take, for instance, impeachment. I mean, I can remember being a fifth grader and learning what the term impeachment meant. And I remember our fifth grade teacher telling us this is a very serious thing that rarely ever happens. And it means that like a president has engaged in something horrendous. Like now impeachment means nothing. It's literally just a joke. And that's kind of where we are now with this indictment too. The left loves to believe that these things still have meaning like, oh my God, you know, this is proof that Donald Trump is a terrible person. He's been indicted three times, all of these felony charges. No, it's not proof that he's a terrible person. It's a proof. It's proof that you're terrible people because you guys are the ones turning the justice system on its head and using things like indicting people as a way to try to destroy people's reputations and, re- and prevent them from being able to run for office. It's all a show. And Brandon, I know you're so good at bringing people together, obviously, digitally, but also in person. We know with COVID, they tried to shut down, unless you were supporting Black Lives Matter, the ability to get together, get in the same room, exchange ideas, only on one side of the political aisle. Um, but I hear you guys have an event coming up. I might be mistaken. I think it's in West Palm Beach. But if the War Room Posse wants to go there, be there, uh, see who's speaking, can you tell us a little bit about it and where they can go to sign up? Yeah, the War Room Posse must come. Uh, we want to encourage everyone to, to be a part of what we're calling Walk-A-Con. Uh, this is November 10th through the 12th in West Palm Beach. That's a Friday through a Sunday. Uh, it's going to be an amazing event. So it's starting off Friday night with sort of a conference-style event. Uh, it's Then we've got uh, a rally on Saturday and kind of a fun Saturday night event. And then we're closing out with a brunch on Sunday with Carrie Lake as our keynote speaker. So throughout the weekend, we're going to have Laura, Laura Trump, Carrie Lake, Tudor Dixon, 
uh, David Harris Jr., Shamika Michelle, Katie Hopkins, tons of great personalities. Uh, hopefully Steve Bannon will come. We'll have a whole war room posse. Uh, but uh, I want to encourage people to sign up at walkawayanniversary.com. Tickets will be going on sale really soon, but we can add you to our update list if you just go to walkawayanniversary.com and sign up for updates. Uh, and once again, I want to encourage everyone to please also get on Walkaway Social, our new social app. Uh, it's available in the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. Uh, load Walkaway Social. You're going to be so inspired and amazed by the stories and the community that you see on there. You're going to love being a part of it. So get on Walkaway Social and come to WakaCon, November 10th in West Palm Beach. You can go to walkawayanniversary.com to sign up for it. It's going to be great. You've got to go. And Brandon, if people want to follow you on social media, what are your coordinates? It's just my name. Uh, it's at Brandon Strzok, which is spelled S-T-R-A-K-A. There's a very peculiar A at the end of my last name that nobody says. And um, I'm on Twitter, Getter, Facebook, Truth Social, YouTube, Rumble, and Walkaway Social. There you go. We've added a new one to the ever-growing yeah, list. Right. Brandon, thank right. you so much <laughs> for joining us. <laughs> Have a good one. And I believe we have Sam Sorbo, but before we get to her real quick, I just have to say, I don't know if you guys saw, but Harry Dunn, the like major crisis actor, Jan Six police officer, uh, who they were wheeling out on MSNBC, Joy Reid, another great hitter, uh, asked him what he would want to say to Donald Trump, to which he replied, I don't know. I don't like talking to individuals who are lost in reality and delusional. Well, Harry Dunn, I would say the same exact thing to you. But speaking of delusional people, frankly, I think demonic might be a better descriptor. Um, that's really what a lot of people who are teaching your children in the public school system are trying to do with their agenda. Um, joining me to discuss all of that and unfortunately much more is Sam Sorbo, a good <laughs> friend of the show. Now, Sam, I know that there was a pretty shocking story that I saw today. I'm originally from California, believe it or not, um, but about how some professors who wanted to testify about the downsides, the negative ramifications of COVID on children's learning um, were actually being threatened with fines and, you know, punishment, criminal punishment for doing so. Before we get into the, you know, horrible mixture that is the public school system, if we could just talk about that for a little bit, your thoughts. Well, sure. I mean, but the Democrats have indicted Donald Trump multiple times. So, you know, you expect less for, you know, <laughs> professors. No, uh, they can't. They cannot stand to have their narrative challenged. And that's that's all that we're seeing here. And so it's one point of view against against a lie. Uh, and unfortunately, the the uh, the lie happens to have a lot of sway inside the media. And so this is what we hear about. Absolutely ridiculous, but I guess that's what I've come to expect from California, the very same state that also, I think, wants to strip doctors who dare to defy the, uh, you know, Pfizer-sanctioned yes. narrative on, well, their own vaccines of their medical licenses. But I know there's always so much breaking when it comes to, you know, whatever state you're looking at, some crazy story about some crazy teacher trying to push some deranged narrative, whether it's gender, sexuality, you name it, um, on children. And I know you were recently on the program talking about uh, the public school systems and why you need, you know, 
to get your kids out. Um, so I'd love, I, I was a very powerful, I think, discussion for me, why you think homeschooling um, is the way. Um, but I'd love if we could sort of pick up on that discussion. And, and I know you had sent our producer some different stories um, when it comes to, I don't even like the term woke or indoctrination because I think it's it's too euphemistic um, for something that is a lot more nefarious. Um, but on that front, on the war that's being waged on our children in school, um, sort of give us an update and make the case for why we need to pull our kids out of these schools? Yeah, well, it, it, it's actually pretty simple. And by the way, you rightly point out and what starts in California ends up, it's coming to your state, like <laughs> soon in a state where you live, uh, you know, just witness because it's like a cancer that's spreading. And it really is a lie. It's That's what they're spreading. There is a war on truth. And that's what we are witnessing right now. And if we don't start standing for the truth, then, then the lie will win. That's just how how lies work, right? If, if nobody speaks up and says, wait a minute, that's wrong, then it's going to continue. And unfortunately, they're perpetrating these lies on our children, most notably inside schools now. Now, what happened was over time, the Marxist lie, the Marxist agenda and the lies that have to accompany it went into our learning institutions, our upper, upper uh, level institutions, colleges and universities, and then infected the teaching schools. And now all the teachers who are teaching your kids have graduated from these schools. And I'll just tell you, you know, if they started out conservative, it is not terribly likely that they ended up at least as conservative as they started out, simply because the professors insist that you parrot them on the exam. And so you're, you're going to, they are putting word, basically they're putting words in your mouth. And so they will soften you if not completely sort of win you over to their side. So now we have those teachers in our schools and we've all seen the TikTok videos and the, um, of the teachers, you know, saying, Shh, don't tell anybody, but I'm, t- I'm telling my kids that they don't have to be the gender that they were assigned at birth or whatever. And that's just an abject lie. And for that reason, I wholly advocate for you taking your children out of school. I think with Steve, we were also talking about child trafficking, which is actually what's happening in our schools now. They're grooming children and preparing them to be trafficked or to be used as sex toys. And so that's why you see these professors who are saying, well, I think that it's perfectly normal and it's reasonable to expose children to adult genitalia so that they can, in fact, I just saw a story, so they can um, not be shocked when they see a transgender in their own bathroom, for instance. And, you know, sane people look at that and and we go, but come on now, they're children. Why are you trying to sexualize the child? Well, the reason is because they want to have sex with children and they want to do it with impunity. And so if strong people don't stand up against that, then we end up with stories like Sound of Freedom and, uh, and uh, many, many other stories like that, which is what's happening in our, in our country right now. I just heard a story today that um, in, uh, in Sarasota, Florida, the sheriff insisted that they didn't have child trafficking. They didn't have sex trafficking in his state, but then went on to admit that he does have a problem with um, strip joints and things like that with violence and, and things that are happening in the strip joints. And the woman who is, uh, you know, working on behalf of the, the sex trafficking, she, she said, well, you, clearly you have an issue with your strip joints. Don't you think that the, there might be children in there? Like, are you com- in complete denial? At which point he sort of admitted, oh, yeah, I suppose that could be happening. And, you know, so we have to wake up. And the first way to wake up is to protect your own children. And that's all I'm advocating for. 
the the follow-up to that is children are not being educated in school. So in essence, Sam, hang, when you put hang your child- on, because we're going to have yeah. to jump to jump okay. to break. So I want to, I want to save the second part, but you know, you, you raised the question, right? Is, is it intentional or is it incompetence in our money? And the war room has always been on the former look no further than the story that I broke just a few weeks ago where the Biden department of justice was scrubbing the term international sex trafficking of minors, domestic sex trafficking of minors and child prostitution from their very own website. Note to self, start the timer. They still haven't replied to my press query as to why they did that, so I'm left assuming that they did it for the most nefarious of reasons. But we'll be right back. 90-second break. Sam Sorbo. We are days away from the Durban Accords, the greatest threat to the United States dollar's global dominance in the past 80 years. On August 22nd, BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, are expected to announce the launch of a new international super currency fully backed by gold or other commodities. This is part of their long-term plan to supplant the United States and the dollar as the cornerstones of the global financial system. How can you protect your IRA or 401k from the fallout from this landmark announcement? Diversify with gold from Birch Gold Group. Historically, gold has been a safe haven in times of high uncertainty, which is right now. Get a free info kit on gold IRAs and decide for yourself if a tax-sheltered retirement account backed by physical precious metals is right for you. Text the word Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. This is a monumental shift happening among nations that control one-third of the world's GDP. And it kicks off on August 22nd. Arm yourself with information to protect your retirement savings. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-L-N, to the number 989898 and claim your free information kit from Birch Gold. Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to the War Room. It's still Natalie Winters. It's not Stephen K. Bannon. I'm sorry to disappoint. But luckily, we have Sam Sorbo still with us to talk all of the evil things that they want to do, not even just with the minds of your children, but it sounds like with your children themselves. Um, but Sam, if you just want to pick up where you left off, sort of conclude your your ultimate point, your your plan of action as to what yeah. we do to go up against all this madness yeah, I'd that. love to. So once you've once you've identified that there's evil in the schools, then the next job is to protect your child. And so what I want to point out to people is that there isn't education that is actually happening in the schools. It's actually the opposite of education, which is why people hate school, which is also why you as the parent don't want to homeschool because you were taught to hate education also. And uh, and so my my answer to you is once you pull your children out of school, and you discover how wonderful it is to actually teach a child something, anything, uh, then you then you can lean in and really start in the education, the upbringing of your child. And that's really the only way to instill conservative values in your children, to instill the traditional values in your child, and to um, preserve the family unit, which, of course, the schools have done a great job of uh, basically stealing from our culture so they've broken the family. There is a way to recapture it, and that is by not surrendering your children to strangers who seek them for nefarious purposes. 
And Sam, I know you're working on what sounds to be a very interesting, very awesome film. I know you were talking about it previously on War Room, but if you want to let the posse know when it's coming out, how they can see it, um, how they can support it, I'm sure they would, would love to hear a little bit about it. Oh, thank you so much for asking. So I love this movie. It's a comedy. It's based on the 1930 oil strike that was the biggest oil strike in the history of the world. The story is really incredible. And, uh, of course, it stars my husband, Kevin Sorbo, who you see there in the background. It's called Miracle in East Texas. It doesn't actually open until October, but tickets went on sale today. So if you go to SorboStudios.com, you will find a place to go and order your tickets. You'll find all the links there. You'll find out all the information about the movie. Um, it is just a romp. And what I love most about this movie is it it projects traditional American values. This film is pro-entrepreneurship. It's pro-freedom. It's even pro-oil. Uh, and it's also family-friendly. So, you know, to me, we threaded the needle with this film. I'm very excited about it. And everybody can just go to SorboStudios.com and find out where it's playing at a theater near you. And uh, please do go and order tickets. You, we've got a pay it forward option also if you want to order tickets for someone else. Um, but uh, we're really hoping to get a, a good turnout for the movie. And of course, the more tickets we pre-sell, the more the more theaters will sell will uh, will be able to add on to. Um, I mean, it's got a large release, but we'd always love more dates, more theaters. So check it out at SorboStudios.com. And thanks so much. Sam, thank you so much for joining us. If people want to follow you on social media, where can they go? Yeah, they can just go to SorboStudios.com. That's where we all live. <laughs> it's the virtual family home. Awesome. <laughs> I like that. No and I do deranged have, I have a left ton wing of, teachers allowed, I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. I have a ton of resources for families, for parents who are wondering how can I possibly start homeschooling. I've got a ton of resources for you. So if you go to SorboStudios.com and just kick, click on the link there, uh, you'll, I, I'm there to support you because it's much easier than you think and it's much more rewarding than you ever dared to dream. Sam, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. You know, she is very right. You guys may know Steve always likes to give me a, a hard time for having gone to Harvard Westlake, which is one of these like far left progressive high schools in California uh, in the heart of it in Los Angeles. Um, and I have so many stories we could probably do. We could probably launch a fifth hour of War Room. Um, but we got a little bit of time to kill before I get to EJ and Tony. Um, you guys may recall I've talked about this with Steve before, but the school started out. They had more transgender bathrooms than they than they did transgender students, but now like half the school is transgender. So I think they're probably going to need to get rid of the regular bathrooms to accommodate for more transgender bathrooms. I remember they, uh, they wanted to do a Shakespeare play one year for like the annual school play. And they rewrote it to make one of the characters non-binary because they didn't think that Shakespeare was, you know, woke enough. Um, but the stuff they want to teach your kids is absolutely insane. You guys probably know, given the fact that I'm sitting here and this is my job that I didn't stand for it. I was always fighting back against the administration. I always said, hey, we should have debates. We should, you know, not just have one sided uh, speakers. They literally invited people from the Communist Party USA to come and talk to us. I kid you not. Um, I remember I forced them one time to hold a a school-wide debate between two Democratic students and two Republican students. You can guess which side I was on. And in front of the entire school, I had to debate some girl who told me that uh, 
women in the Middle East have it better than women in America in terms of freedom and liberty, to which I said, okay, I probably the same thing that Harry Dunn said to Donald Trump. Um, but enough about my, my wonderful time at Harvard Westlake. You guys know my stories about Delta Gamma and the University of Chicago. Uh, we'll save that for the next time I host. But on a much more serious note, a lot more uh, evidence-based, fact-based analysis, we have, of course, the wonderful EJ Antoni, um, who this is your wheelhouse. People know I'm more of a Chinese Communist Party gal, less on the, uh, the economics front. But I do hear there is a jobs report out. I'm not surprised it's not looking too hot for Joe Biden. Um, got a couple minutes in this block. So if you want to start walking us through um, some of the numbers and what people should really be looking for, signal, not corporate media noise. Certainly. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for having me on. You know, one of the biggest takeaways from this report is the fact that once again, uh, the previous data that we thought we had in hand, it turns out that wasn't right. It was revised. Guess what? Down. And we've seen that month after month this year. In other words, jobs we thought we had weren't actually there. Furthermore, if we look at the jobs that were supposedly created last month, none of them were full-time. They were all part-time, which is, again, particularly troubling because as businesses shift away from full-time hiring to part-time hiring, that tends to precede the end of hiring altogether, which then transitions into just mass layoffs with, with what we call a recession. And so there are a lot of warning signs in this report. And, and again, yet another one is the fact that although we may have added close to 200,000 jobs, it is very likely that all of those jobs are simply double counting. In other words, if you and I, we can't make ends meet because prices have gone up so much faster than our incomes, then we go out and we get a, a second job. So when I take off my economist hat at the end of the day, or you finish up with war room, let's say, we go out and, and we work at a restaurant, perhaps, whatever the case may be. Uh, that is counted as a second job in these figures. And so the double counting here actually accounts for all of the jobs gained in the month of July. So once again, we see a very anemic picture here of the labor market, not any kind of robust strength that the White House is trying to tell us we have. So obviously they're they're spinning it as a a win, uh, Bidenomics, right? That's the term. I personally wouldn't want my name anywhere near uh, an economy in this dismal of a state. But maybe if you're as delusional as as Joe Biden, I could maybe somehow piece that together. It's it's Friday afternoon. Got to keep it a little light and fun in the war room. But walk us down, I guess you know, long range this sort of double counting trick that they're that they're using, how does this, you know, play out years down the road? What does it really show uh, for the future of the economy, not just with regard to job numbers, but even more broadly? Well, for the immediate future, this is just frankly another brick in the wall that, that says recession. Uh, we have a whole host of different indicators that say that we are very likely by the end of this year going to see the economy shrinking. And so this, this report does absolutely nothing to change that forecast. It actually, again, just provides further evidence that this is the case, that we are heading headlong into recession. You combine that uh, with what we're seeing in the federal budget, which 
the the reckless, just unending spending is just absolutely appalling. That led to Fitch, one of the credit rating agencies, to recently downgrade U.S. debt uh, because we are seeing the increased likelihood that eventually the United States is not going to be able to pay back the debt, the money that it has borrowed these these last several years. And under Joe Biden, that has simply accelerated. Uh, you know, look, you can't spend, borrow, and print trillions upon trillions of dollars and not expect any negative consequences. That is precisely what this administration has done. And the results are showing across the board in virtually every economic indicator, including in the labor market. But what this administration consistently does is try to spin it by telling a half truth. For example, they point out that workers' wages are up substantially under this president. And that part of the story is true. The problem is that prices are up faster than wages. So you're bigger paycheck buys you less. Now, I've been going through your Twitter, which people should follow you because you really do give great economic analysis, even for a lay, a lay man, a lay woman, a, a lay they them. Um, but you talk specifically about, you know, manufacturing numbers, which I think is something to really hone in on, because under Donald Trump, we really did see an explosion of that. That's a central plank of his America first, you know, policy platform. I remember uh, when they were talking about how to respond to COVID-19, one of his top uh, policy proposals, of course, you know, shepherded in by Peter Navarro was to bring PPE manufacturing back in the United States, which imagine that. And of course, prescription drugs. But you're saying that India was the only nation that saw manufacturing really expanding and sort of this global analysis and that in the United States, it's continued to contract and sort of slow down. Could you just walk us a little bit through that sort of compare contrast Trump Biden? Oh, absolutely. You know, we saw really, as you just pointed out, Natalie, a manufacturing boom under the last president, but that has largely been reversed under Joe Biden. The the explosion of construction spending, including in the manufacturing sector that we have seen under Joe Biden, has been almost entirely government. Either the government is paying for it directly or they are subsidizing private businesses to do it. And so if you're wondering where did those trillions of dollars go that the Biden administration spent, well, hundreds of billions of them have gone into construction. The problem is we're constructing things that aren't actually uh, beneficial for the economy. These are not productive resources. And so as a result of that, you're not seeing the big increase in GDP, which would normally accompany all of that spending. Because again, it's not going to an actually productive resource. It's being wasted on things like wind and solar, for example. Uh, conversely, we have several countries around the world whose manufacturing is still expanding. Russia is one of them. It's expanding at, at an average rate. Uh, but if you go to India, for example, that is really the only country that is expanding at just absolutely a torrid pace. Every other country in the world is slower, and most of the countries are actually seeing a manufacturing contraction right now. Why is that so important? Because manufacturing is, is in many ways a weather vane, and it can help uh, tell us which way the economy overall is going within the next six or 12 months. And so the fact that manufacturing typically leads us into both expansions as well as recessions uh, gives us something that we should really, really be worried about. For example, before Europe started their current economic contraction, manufacturing was the first domino to fall. And so they're probably several months ahead of us in this global downturn. Well, I'm sure Hunter Biden doesn't profit off at least very well. 
uh, jobs not being outsourced to China. People may recall Hennigus Automotive was sold to AVIC. It was a sort of messy deal that led to actual American auto workers jobs being sent overseas to China, to a host of other countries um, because of the actions of Hunter Biden, because of the deals he was inking and striking with, you guessed it, the Chinese Communist Party and companies actually with links to their military. Uh, I'm sure this audience believes that. Not too hard to. We will be right back. We've got a 90-second break. EJ Antoni, maybe Mike Davis, um, but a lot more economic data, all things Trump, Biden, arraignment. 90 seconds. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly two hundred and fifty grand, And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org, COVIDtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with COVIDtaxrelief.org. A choice between two worlds. Will you take the blue pill and continue living in a world where a corrupt few control everything? Or will you take the red pill and join us? What the elites don't want you to know is that there are 200,000 open committee man seats in the Republican Party. These party members are the ones who determine the future of the GOP. Let's take our country back, one precinct at a time. Visit precinctstrategy.com now. Welcome back to the War Room. We still got EJ Antonio with us, and I think we're going to have a, a quick appearance, just a little, a little tease from Mike Davis. Um, but EJ, real quick before I let you go, um, it seems that the data shows that the, the uh, costs of housing in the United States is continuing to soar higher and higher, uh, but income is sort of trailing behind. Obviously, that's the bedrock of not just the American dream, but the economy being able to buy a house if, you know, BlackRock doesn't beat you to it. Uh, could you just walk us through that number real quick? Certainly. I mean, it's really sad, Natalie. Under Joe Biden's inflation, what we have seen is home prices skyrocketing along with the price of of everything else, really. But because home prices are up about 40 percent or so, depending on which market you want to look at in San Francisco, for example, we're seeing price declines. But in Miami, we're, we're seeing prices basically doubling. Uh, but overall, you're looking at about 40 percent. But interest rates have also doubled. And so what those two things do together is they increase the monthly payment of a median priced home by about 98 percent today compared to when Biden took office. And so what you have essentially done is put the American dream completely out of reach for the vast majority of people. In other words, you will own nothing and be happy. Oh, no, I hate when people say that. 
because I know it's a lie, the World Economic Forum. By the way, the old article that they had discussing that whole mantra mindset, they actually deleted it from their website because it was it was so scary. But they, they detail what a day in the life would be like under that mindset. And it's it's one of the it's on my Twitter, but it's one of the, the creepiest things that I've ever read. And as you know, I, I broke the story about the Biden DOJ erasing child sex trafficking from their website. So that's also pretty creepy too. But EJ, if people want to stay up to date with everything that you're working on, uh, follow your analysis, whether it's the op-eds or the stuff you're doing with Heritage, where can they follow you? The best place to follow me is going to be on Twitter or, or X or whatever we're calling it these days, at Real EJ Antoni. <laughs> EJ, thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you for having me. Now, it's, of course, we always love economic analysis in the war room. Now, I'm saved, not by the bell, but by Mike Davis. I was going to go on a rant for five minutes, but instead, you guys get to hear the wonderful analysis of a brilliant legal mind, and I use that term not ironically, not like the mainstream media does, Mike Davis. I see he's just sitting down. This was very last minute. His hair might not be done. He didn't have time for makeup, but that's okay. But Mike, we got a few minutes. Um, I know Congress is in recess, obviously, but you were tweeting about, and I think it's a very valid strategy, talking about how no federal funds should be able to go uh, towards any of these indictments towards President Trump. You can choose one of soon to be four for all of members of Congress who are watching this show, we'll clip it and send it out. Can you explain what they need to do to actually get some action on the Hill um, and stop this political persecution, this witch hunt? What President Biden and Attorney General Merrick Garland are doing here with their special counsel, Jack Smith's indictments of President Trump is republic ending lawfare. And we cannot continue down this path as a country where we have the sitting regime indicting the past regime or the potentially future regime over political differences. And that is exactly what's going on with this latest January 6th indictment by Jack Smith. They are trying to make illegal objecting to a presidential election, which is allowed by the Electoral Count Act of 1887, twisting arms politically is allowed under the First Amendment. And this has been going on for more than a year since Biden's uh, unprecedented, unnecessary, unlawful home raid on former President Trump uh, in the office of former president in Mar-a-Lago last August for the non-crime of a former president having his presidential records, which is allowed by the Presidential Records Act. And it continued with Alvin Bragg, the, uh, the Manhattan Soros-funded DA who indicted Trump the, for the first time in American history, a former president's indicted, this time for the non-crime of a businessman settling a nuisance claim. And this theory was rejected by the prior Manhattan DA, the, the U.S. attorney in Manhattan, Federal Election Commission, and even Alvin Bragg himself, until Matthew Colangelo was sent from the number three office in the Biden Justice Department to go resurrect this zombie case against President Trump. You have Jack Smith again indicting Trump for the non-crime of objecting to a presidential election. If it were a crime to object to a presidential election, Democrats would be in prison for objecting to Republican wins in 1968, 2000, 2004, and 2016. And Fannie Willis is going to indict President Trump likely this month 
for January 6th, the same damn thing, because apparently organizing protests that are authorized by the National Park Service are somehow a crime. It's it's not a crime to twist political arms. It's not a crime to put pressure on elect, uh, elected officials to uh, to to uh, to come out the different way in an election. That is not a crime. That is protected by the First Amendment. And this is lawfare by Democrats. And House Republicans need to step up and end this immediately. They've been sitting back for too long, and it's getting worse and worse and worse against Trump. And how the House Republicans must end this is by a simple writer, a House appropriation writer on the appropriation uh, bills, uh, one of the uh, the bills, and it's it's simply this. No federal funds may be, may be used to prosecute a major presidential candidate on or before November 7th, 2024. And that means that all these current prosecutions by Jack Smith are just going to be put on pause, which is the normal process. You don't pro- you don't prosecute former presidents ever. You don't prosecute uh, presidential candidates ever until now. And so what that means is that we're just going to preserve the status quo until after the presidential and Mike, election. Because of that wonderful analysis, we're already basically at the end of the show. If people want to follow you, where can they find you? It's article3project.org, article3project.org. You can donate there at article3project, at article3project on Getter, Twitter, Truth. And my personal is at MRDDMIA. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you so much, Mike. I mean it. Thank you for joining us. And Warren Posse, thank you for hanging with me, but don't go anywhere. Steve is back for the 6 p.m. hour. He's a packed show, wonderful guests, and as always, he'll be back here tomorrow. Okay, imagine you're at your doctor's office. Your doctor glances up from the chart and says, and I quote, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it up, end quote. Now, that's the Field of Greens Better Health Promise. Check out this customer testimonial. He said, and I want to quote here, I've been taking Field of Greens, and this is the second time my doctor has danced into the room praising my blood results. Credit where credit's due. Thanks, Field of Greens, end quote. Now, each fruit and vegetable and field of greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. Some support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you're busy, if you don't get enough exercise, if you eat too much fast food, take field of greens. Look, field of greens can't promise your doctor will dance into your room, but they can promise at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice you improve health or you get your money back. Let me repeat that. You get your money back. I trust Field of Greens for my health, and you can too. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Take action today. Use your agency, fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon, and get the better health promise. Veterans, you know, we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that. 
because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 